0: Curry with the shot, Ben cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301, live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to another episode of Curry in the Pot. This is episode number 160. I'm your host, I'm your guy, Mike Curry, and I'm back here, man. And it's been a couple of weeks since I dropped the episode, but now sports is starting to get busy, man. We got NFL offseason, NFL free agency kicking into full gear. We got March Madness. And that's exactly what today's topic is, man. But I will not be doing this episode alone, man. This is this is a really, really fun episode, man. It's gonna be the Anti-Up Consulting connection with Curry in the Pot, man. I'm very, very excited, man. So I got two guests, and you guys can clearly see by the title, by the description, man. And this is gonna be a lot of fun, man. So uh, first, I want to introduce the CEO of Anti-Up Consulting. That's my guy, Mr. Mark P. Mark, how you doing, bro? I'm good, man.
1: How are you, Mike? The beast in the Middle East, man.
0: I'm happy to be on, man. Happy to be on. <laughs> I'm good, bro. I'm good, bro, man. Th- thanks for coming on. And then next, we got my guy, man. This is yo, this is probably the first human being that I met outside of a family. Like, yo, like this is this long overdue, man. We got my guy, Rome, man. I know Rome since I was like four years old, but Rome was good, bro. It's crazy, it's crazy how things happen, bro. It's so crazy, man. Rome, how you doing, bro?
2: life coming full circle baby we ready to get to it uh, another another sharp year for us in all sports so we you know baseball's cranking up and we wind down here with basketball so let's get to it you know I'm, I'm ready to go
0: yes sir yes sir before we hop into everything uh first want to thank you guys publicly on air uh for get bringing me on to Annie up man it, it just happened you know it truly happened organically and it, it just happened man so i'm blessed man i appreciate you guys having me you know part of the group man part of the crew man i love it
1: so yeah please. man it's okay. I, I was gonna just say i mean it's a pleasure to have you honestly like you, the work you put in speaks for itself um you know you know you have a great rapport with rome and i think just naturally we've grown a great rapport so like you said it was truly organic and um you know you, you got a lot of knowledge with you
2: Absolutely. unofficial unofficial NBA ambassador
0: <laughs> Yes sir, yes sir. So, P, you are the CEO of AnyUp Consulting. Talk to me first real quick before we hop into everything, before we hop into the special treat today. Talk to me about AnyUp Consulting. You know, what made you start it? You know, where did it come from? Where did the passion come from? And just talk to me about being the CEO of AnyUp, man.
1: Uh right, I've always um had a passion in sports. Um I I think I think I think yeah, I could speak for you guys as well. I've just always been passionate about sports. I only grew to be 5'10", though, so I quickly realized, like, after middle school, like, I'm probably not going to make the NBA. So, um, you know, what, what I did was just try to, like, you know, uh, look at it from a sports journalism aspect. So, like, that's kind of, like, my background with the Temple University for sports journalism. And, um, you know, from there, I've had some opportunities, but um, what I've learned is, you know, kind of I just want to create my own. So, you know, uh, I think that, you know, but the sports gambling just came about It's just me, you know, hearing about like lines and spreads and just kind of wanting to find out more about it. Um, so I did my research, uh, my due diligence, and then I actually like started betting and, you know, took my lumps, um, you know, won, won some as well, just because naturally I've been watching sports forever. So, um, but there's more of a science to it than just, you know, like a fan's perspective of just watching sports. So, you know, um, I brought Roman on the team. It's just, you know, far like he was just uh, in the casino gambling. Uh, <laughs> and we brought we brought I brought him in and, just, you know, taught him like the sports gambling aspect. See, I know he loves sports. He's the high school quarterback, the star quarterback. I always treat him like the star quarterback as well. A lot of pressure on him. Like, hey, Come on, baby, you're the star quarterback. So, um, you know, and I, I just from there, like he took it to another level. And um, yeah, I just think it was, uh, you know, it's really great what, what we've been able to do.
0: For sure. Rome, you, you want to you piggyback a little bit on that, man? Talk a little bit about how you got into it. I mean, I know Pete pretty much summed it up, but I want to, to let my audience know Rome got me into it, man. Rome got me into it. It was the first guy I really talked to about lines and his favorite word, value. Uh,
2: value plays. Value plays. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: yeah, Rome yeah. got me into it, man.
2: Yeah, so I kind of got into it off P. Uh, it's kind of like a chain connection. P introduced me to sports handicapping. Uh, obviously, like I said, we're all you know sports fanatics. But at the end of the day, you know, you could talk barbershop talk all day, but that's not make you any money. So at this point, you know, probably about I'd say around this time, maybe about four years ago. At this point, I want to say it might be less than that, but uh, yeah, me and P started. Uh, well, P really just started, you know, kind of mentoring me on you know lines and spreads and how that how that matters and and outcomes of games and you know the difference between watching sports as a recreational sports watcher Mm -hmm. and actually betting on the sports you know with your own money and it's it's completely different when you're when you go from you know day one of sports betting to where we are now where i I would uh you know i would consider us professional sports handicappers at this juncture and it, it really comes from just you know lots of learning lots of uh time you know lots of uh lots of research lots of losses you know you don't get to the top or this sharp you know just from day one you know there's a lot of square plays that you and i even you know uh-huh. uh were involved in early on so you know you got to take a lump ticket loss the best way to learn this industry is by experience and you know you don't learn from winning in this in this industry so as, as sharp as we become i think we're just now hitting our stride to where this is going to be a consistent uh you know investment as opposed to gambling because at this point i don't even see it as gambling to me i mean it's, it's it's much more than that in terms of, of the return value that we get on this and, and how we approach it. So, yeah, you know, I'm just happy to be here. Fortunate that I was introduced by P. And, you know, like I said, now I'm moving to Vegas uh, in the next couple of weeks to just take this on full time. So professional sports handicap is something that I've adopted as my you know career and passion, you know, for, for, you know, the foreseeable future. So, yeah, just want to, you know, let people know that, you know, if there's something you want to do, there's something that you necessarily, you know, feel like you know it's a chance or it's a risk take it and, and that not even in the in the sense of gambling but you know in, in anything like there's something you want to get into you know you you got to bet on yourself we're getting we're not getting any uh younger so that's just where it's at right now with me and sports handicapping uh, like I said I, I consider you guys professional handicappers at this point and uh let's just keep the ball rolling
0: yes sir yes sir learning and losses some key things you said man and me real quick I, I was just doing it with you like recreational, but like over the past year, I started to like really lock in and really like, really take it more serious instead of just, you know, doing the square stuff, man. You know, you know, everybody, Parlays, man. Parles. I mean, I,
2: I know, I know your listeners, if they gamble, they are probably playing parlays. Let me just let you guys know you will go broke playing parlays. If you want to get sharp, it's all about discipline. It's about, you know, it's about it's about discipline. It really comes down to money management and discipline. You could call all the winners you want, but if you're not, you know, disciplined with your bankroll, you can lose it all just as quick as you got it, if not quicker. So <laughs> straight, straight bets is what keeps you in this game. Longevity parlays are always sexy. We love them. We all play them. But at the end of the day, that should not be the majority of your of your of your gambling. If, if, if you're in this industry, because that that will you'll crap out quick. Playing parlays. so if you're a recreational Weekend better sure but if you're Dropping a parlay every single day and you don't have any Straight action out there you know it's, it's All parlays no straight action You know you, you're gonna be in the red real Quick and it's gonna be hard to get out of it
0: Yes yes absolutely man 100% Alright man great intro Man but let's let's the people are here to talk They, they want to know man we're here to Talk about March Madness man it is back Obviously we didn't have it last Year because of COVID um, but it's here man the tournament is here, uh, NCAA tournament and the NIT is back. Um fellas, let's just talk real quick man uh for the people the number 1 seeds are Michigan, Baylor, Gonzaga and Illinois. Um you know, those these teams had a great season. You know, Gonzaga's a very complete team. Um I I've liked what I've seen from all of these teams and I just want to talk to you guys real quick. Do you guys have any like predictions? I know I didn't I didn't do a bracket um so i wanted just curious to know just a little bit man you guys got any final four predictions or any type of predictions so far because i i don't think i don't know if i'm gonna do a bracket. i might just do one for you know so, sh- giggles but <laughs> i probably i probably do it just for that
2: yeah so personally i don't i don't feel out like brackets just as a sports handicap unless it's making me money i'm not doing anything recreational in terms of brackets and i also think that it can affect your mindset in in terms of how you approach games like say you got someone in your bracket that's crapped out but you're still trying to gamble on it it's too many, you know, different avenues of basically confusing yourself. And so, you know, if you're a recreational player or a recreational better and, you know, you got the office pool bracket, sure, go for it. But me personally, I, I just, you know, I know myself and, and it's just best for me just to stick with what I know in that sports handicapping. So I'm not going to I don't indulge in the brackets. Uh, I, I know P, P loves to yeah. you know, get involved with him, but uh, he, he could probably elaborate more than that. So like I was saying, Rome
1: is the star quarterback. He has so much responsibility and everything is on. So me, I can kind of like play the, uh, the, you know, the wide receiver role here and kind of, you know, I, I do fill out a bracket every single year. Um, I think it's traditionally, you know, just what I guess growing up. I just always remember watching like the ACC tournament. Um, I live in Maryland. I'm from Maryland. So I just remember going, you know, watching that growing up um, and just being ready to fill out a bracket uh, even before I knew like teams as well as I do now. Um, but I do I think Roman's totally correct though it can it can you know blind your uh, your vision as far as handicapping on a day-to-day basis because maybe you're in a um, a pool where you put up money it's, it's similar to fantasy football where you put up a pool you know in a you know money and you have um basically your all of your interests aren't aligned so I do feel Rome on that aspect that's me that's a perfect I just kinda,
2: way to say it that's a perfect yeah. way to say it your interests they can they can become so easily skewed, and that is a perfect example. Sports, uh, NFL, fantasy football. I do not indulge in. I just can't. I love
0: fantasy. I say that. <laughs> I just
2: can't. I mean, I, I you know we'll have you know so much action, you know, up to 40, 50 bets on a Sunday, all straight action, some parlays, who knows? And then you know you now you're banking on a wide receiver to, to have over you know 16 and a half yards, so you can win your fantasy <laughs> game in the pool, and that is like what a thousand dollars after the end of the year. So it's like. You know, you can make that in one weekend in, in, in sports handicapping. So it's like, it just, it's just all, it all depends on your interests and priorities. So that that's, that was a perfect example, Pete.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Uh, so I will say this, Rome already said it. I'm the unofficial NBA ambassador. So mm-hmm. this isn't necessarily my cup of tea. Um, I will credit you guys though, to the daily cause. I've, I've learned a lot about college basketball. Like, like you guys, like you guys are talking about teams that I never even heard of, and now I'm like, like learning a lot. Let's talk some sleeper teams real quick. Let's talk some sleeper teams. On that note, um,
1: sure, sure thing. Uh, for me, sleeper teams. Um, I um, start off with
2: our guys. Go ahead.
1: Which one of my guys? Are we, are we talking uh, our guys in the orange? No, nah, um, we're not talking. We, yeah, no, we're talking our guys in the green, man. Our Midwest guys. Okay, so I think we're we're on the the fact that we're, we're talking about Oral Roberts. Oh no, uh,
0: no
2: sorry, Ohio. Oh, Ohio,
0: <laughs> yeah, Ohio, yes. yes. This is what I want to hear.
1: Yes, people. You need think? So right now. Ohio is in the West, not the Midwest, but, uh, so Ohio's in the West region. They're playing, uh, UVA on the, um, the, uh, the first, uh, or the round of 64. So Ohio's the 13th seed. They have a point guard, Jason Preston, who's an NBA type of guard. He's going to be in the NBA. Um, he just knows how to make his own, create his own shot, get to the basket, really involve his teams. There's a lot of pick and roll action. Um, multiple pick and roll action like the Spurs used to do back in the day with Tony Parker. Um, so uh, usually when you got those uh, those really good players, come March Madness, they tend to win win um, games. If, if you remember back to Steph Curry in '08, when um, you know no one heard of Davidson at that point, but he was so good and so amazing, and you know he won games by himself. So I think that's a, a, a situation with Ohio. That's
0: the vibe I get that's truly yeah. the vibe that I get from him and this his team right here
1: yeah so ohio's a 13th seed out of the west region they're definitely a sleeper but they they got to eventually face the uh, gonzaga and i don't know about that one
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um hey you guys you guys got any more sleep routines maybe we could do one sleep routine per region if that if that's good maybe we could do one of those per
2: region well well i want to mention our guys at iona you know uh as a team you know yeah, Rick Pitino's the head coach up there at Iona, and this is a, this is a team that plays in the MAAC. Uh, I'd say a weaker competition team. I mean, the, the, the teams in that conference include Quinnipiac, Marist, Fairfield, uh, Niagara, Kinesis, that type of guys. And uh, Iona and Sienna, they're usually the top talented teams. They usually get the best recruits for basketball out of that conference. Rick Pitino, obviously, as we know, is a Hall of Fame head coach. Uh, how does Rick Pitino end up at Iona? You know, we just run about a couple of years as after he got fired at Louisville. You know, took a little pause and then gets this under the radar job here at Iona. Great job really for him because I, I, I don't think that there's anything that he can't do at Iona that he hasn't been able to do, you know, anywhere else. So uh, Iona is one of our favorite teams this year. We've liked him for the past couple of years. Like we said, Rick Pitino is actually his first year there as a head coach. But we've been following these guys for a couple of years now. And like I said, they get the highest recruits out of that class. And this year was a great year to play Iona because they went down with COVID early in the year. So Iona missed about 40 days of, 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 of uh, game time. So however, however many games you could fit in, two months, 40 days, I think the exact date was 47 days. They missed that many, of, that many games of their schedule this year and still found a way to get into the NCAA tournament. That's because they went on to win outright that uh, MAAC uh, tournament. And so once you win that, you know, you get the automatic bid. So had it not been for that, you know, Iona's at home right now. But I I think we, I think, I mean, what we played Iona, I want to say twice in that, in that MAAC tournament on their way to winning, uh, most notably on the line of one against Sienna. Uh, And so it really just, it went back to, you know, good coach, good program. That's something that P always preaches, you know, we like to back and gamble on good coaches and good programs. So, Historically, like I mentioned, I own a good program. Riccantino had ball coach, you know, Hall of Fame. So once once we got in that realm, you know, then it becomes a real handicap as to, you know, okay, how could they lose this? You know, how what what's how could they not, you know, cover this? They, they've had rest. They've been back. They came back at the perfect time. They probably played, I want to say, three or four uh, of their last regular season games. So they weren't completely rusty coming into the tournament, and then they get in the tournament, and they went outright as the ninth seed. In that tournament, obviously, we know if they had not went down with 47 days of COVID, they, there's no way Iona would have been a ninth seed. So it was just one of those things where we luckily knew the team, knew the program, knew the situation that they were in this year with COVID, and we we just backed them and we've been riding them all along. So Iona coming in now is a 15th seed. They have Bama. They're catching 17 and a half and around the round of 64, and that's that's a team that you know we 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 like.
1: Yeah, and i'm i'm sorry mike but just to piggyback um on iona uh they have you know two senior guards and senior guards are really valuable come ncaa tournament time isaiah ross averages uh over 18 points a game and asante Gist uh he averages over 13 points per game so they got two senior guards leading the show there at iona with rick patina
0: i like it i like it uh if you guys got, got any sleep any more sleep routines i want to talk I want to show some quick love to the local teams, uh, Maryland and Georgetown, and then uh, we're going to get into some best bets um, and talk about some of these lines uh, in a moment. But you guys got any more sleepers? Um, yeah, I, feel like, I feel like the local teams are sleepers.
2: Cool, home. cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely uh, have a, have a sleeper in the local teams. Uh, coincidentally, it is Maryland. Maryland's a tenth seed right now. Uh, in that. Uh, who's in that bracket? Whose bracket is that? Is that the East Bracket? That's with Bama. That's with Texas, Bama and Iona, Michigan. Right? Who, who's that one though? Michigan, right? So Michigan's mm-hmm. the one in that in that bracket. Uh Maryland's the 10th seed. This is a Maryland team that uh, you know, they control pace of play. Uh this is a team that also, you know, is not returning a lot of starters from last year in terms of like, you know, Anthony Cohen and uh, uh Sticks, you know, those guys are all gone. However, Maryland still finds a way to get into the tournament because of a late Big Ten season push where they, where they found ways to win Big Ten games down the stretch. Lots of games that they should have won or should have covered. They did not this year, early in the year. It took them a little ways to get on track. But I like Maryland now as they're turning up. This is a team and a program. You know, we like good coach, good program turgeon. We don't think he's best, but we think he's a good coach, right? Good enough. He has tournament experience. There's a Maryland program that has tournament experience. They expect to be in the tournament year after year. And here they are again after a late season push this year so uh slow start for maryland this year that's why they're a 10 seed big 10 is a muck it up type of conference you know lots of close games you know tough tough games down the stretch and so maryland you know for them to be in at 10 and there's a lot of other big 10 teams that are, that are in ahead of them you know ohio state michigan illinois is, uh those most notably. And and so Rutgers, Maryland, those are the other guys. And and out of those other guys in the Big Ten, who like I said, they faced the best of the competition in, in, in college basketball this year. I, I think Maryland's most primed for for that for that run. I, I know they're a ten seed. So so you know you catch a, a team in a Big Ten in a big conference like the Big Ten that plays great competition, and and you get a team in Maryland that seems like uh what's going on with Maryland this year because their record? Well, they're playing you know the best of the best every you know, every couple of days. So it's, it's pretty tough for them to, you know, go on a such streak as, as these other guys when they've lost Sticks and Anthony Cohen and such contributors. But they come in this year as a 10th seed and they're playing against UConn, a 7th seed. I think the Big East has been down this year. So I think if they can get past uh, UConn, we know UConn has some tough guards. They can, they can contribute and make plays on their own. But if Maryland can play good team ball, get past UConn in the 7th seed, look out for Maryland to, to make a run. And and I'm not saying make a run all the way, but you know you get past the seed, you're in round of 32. You know you're one game away from the sweet 16.
1: Yeah, yeah when we talk when we talk about competition, um, you know Daryl Morcel for the University of Maryland, he was the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year as a guard. So um, they do have some talent defensively, could muck it up for sure.
2: Yeah, and our main our main hesitation on Maryland, uh, like I said, I like them as a sleeper team, but the reason I think they struggled this year was because of their lack of. Uh, you know, just pure bucket getters at the guard position. Like I said, the departure of Anthony Cohen, who was there, like three year four year starter out of St. John's High School over there in D.C., he was a big contributor. He was a bucket getter at the point guard position. I think this guy uh, that they have out of Delaware, uh, P, you're more you're, you're more um you're more aware of this guy's name, but Alau, uh, what is it? Um, Eric Eric Ayala. Yeah, that guy from <laughs> that guy from Delaware. He's more of a facilitator. He can't create on his own. He often does not create on his own. So that's where they, you know, lack this year. It hasn't been rebounding. It hasn't been, you know, defense. It's really been shooting and and scoring the ball. So if if Maryland does struggle, it's going to be because they can't score.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Uh, What do you guys make of Georgetown? Uh, A team who I didn't think. I honestly didn't think they had a real I didn't think that I mean obviously you have a chance when conference tournament play rolls around, everybody has a chance, but I didn't know I didn't see them winning the biggie's tournament. Let me just say that.
2: So I don't think you guys any of us think good. about
0: them. Yeah, exactly. And the odds of themselves. Vegas Correct. odds of themselves. So what do you guys think of them going on that hot streak and winning the biggie's tournament? And do you guys think they can do anything uh come tournament time? Yeah, so um, well, my
1: thing, went, well, go ahead. Go ahead, Pete. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, like with Brom has been reiterating, good coach, good program. I mean, traditionally, Georgetown has been a good program for years and years. Um, they had a lot of guys leave last year because of, you know, an incident with, I guess, an alleged robbery, um, and including Mac McClung, who went to Texas Tech. But, mm-hmm. you know, really good coach and Patrick Ewing, who just, you could hear him on the sidelines through your TV. Like, he's, you know, and I don't mean it from a, uh, you know, a bad perspective, but he's coaching his guys up. Like he cares. So, um, and you know, when they won that big 10, I mean, that big East tournament, his players jumped all over them. So, I mean, I, I think that Georgetown definitely could, uh, you know, upset. It looks like they played Colorado in the first round, 12, five seats. So, I mean, those are usually good for upsets as well. Uh, five, yeah. 12 matchup So Georgetown could, could win that first matchup and, you know, maybe put up a, some good competition against, um, Florida
2: state in that second round. Um, but yeah, Rome, go ahead. What do you think? Yeah, so my thing on Georgetown is, uh, you know, I, I, you know, just, uh, you know, just moved away from the DMV, but but when I was up there, you know, I would go to these Georgetown games at the Verizon Center, uh, Cap One Center, whatever you call it now.
0: Um, <laughs> I feel like everybody still calls it Verizon, bro. The
2: phone booth or the bank, whatever they're calling it now. Uh, cab ones i guess they call it the bank now whatever i used to go to these games a lot when georgetown was home so i watched a lot of these home games last year before corona and uh this is a team that that they're coached hard but last year they were like they were like one or two spots away right and then this year their main contributor mac mcclung obviously as we know transfers to texas tech and then you know is a star there but but they lost them so this year i'm like who's going to be the pure bucket getter we know that they have pickens you know, he's a 6'6", D.C. native. Uh, he's a, kind of like a slasher forward. He's definitely a guy to create on his own, get his own bucket. But I thought, like, outside of him, who's going to be able to contribute? You know, I didn't think Devon Blair would come on as strong as he did. Obviously, he had he did split time with Matt McClung uh, last year. But, you know, I just didn't see enough of him in person to think that he would be as as important as he was to this ball club. I think the biggest thing about Georgetown, this is so Patrick Ewing, bro, they are dogs on the boards. They're great at rebounding. And at the end of the day, it's kind of like football. If you can block and tackle, those those are the best teams. At the end of the season, it's usually teams in football that can block and tackle best. And in basketball, it's usually teams that don't foul down the stretch, make make stupid decisions, stupid turnovers, and the team that's best on the boards. At the end of the day, relatively shooting, is, is it's all relative at this point of the year. You can't get this far in a year without shooting. And if you do, you'll be bounced by the end of this weekend. So I think by the end of this weekend, We'll have teams that are that are pure contributors. They can get buckets and it'll come down to who turns the ball over less, who's more efficient. And those are where those metrics will mean the most. I think right now, I think it's, it's you know, round of 64. It's, you know, Cinderella story. Everybody wants to hear it. Everyone wants to look for it. But I don't think Georgetown is that. I think Georgetown, they're, they're a well-coached team and and you know they can they can they've they've worked their way to get here if any other team deserved to be here it's been georgetown like i said last year they were not here i thought they wouldn't be here with losing their Q contributors so it's really just been work on the boards and just playing lots of muck it up type games in that big east the big east also i mean i mean let's face it, that big east has been down this year no seton hall no st john's for some years creighton you know whatever and then you know villanova we don't think that they've been as impressive as they should have been this year so with a down year in the Big East, it was kind of, you know, in hindsight, 2020 It was a perfect time for, for a hard-working Georgetown team to, to, to uh, take advantage of it. So, yeah, I I, I like Georgetown, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to face when they go up against guys who just simply get better recruits. So I think that'll that'll be a deciding factor. Once they get, you know, after this, if they can get past this game, then, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't see them getting, getting any further than around this 32. <laughs> That's, I mean, this isn't the, this isn't the Georgetown team from from our middle school days, and this isn't this is not you know Jeff Green and those guys. This is not that. So, at the end of the day, it's going to take a lot for them to to get anywhere past this this round of thirties too.
0: That's very valid. Uh, all right, so let's talk. I want to talk some leans before you hop into like some best bets. Maybe maybe some stuff you're looking at, but you're not really like, oh, I want to play this for sure. But throw throw me a couple of uh, leans that you that you lean leaning towards.
1: Um, for me, uh, like we said, Ohio, uh, so good. So I think they're, they're catching seven and a half right now against a UVA team who's, who's on a COVID pause. Um, And for the
0: people, let's, let's explain to Cause I feel like I got, I feel like I got a variety of people in my audience. that may not know what catching exactly means, so okay. let's, let's break it down for them, CEO. Let's yeah, yeah, for down.
1: sure. So if you're catching seven and a half, that means you're the underdog. You're seven and a half point underdog. So that means um, if you lose by seven points or less, or win outright, that means you win the bet. Um, if you lose by eight or more. Uh, You lose the bet So um, That's the seven and a half mark So if you're catching Seven and a half That means you're uh, Plus seven and a half And if you're giving Seven and a half That means you're Minus seven and a half So um, For all of those out there Who are just You know Brand spanking new to this Um, But yeah I think Ohio Is a a good um, You know Play at plus seven and a half Against a Virginia team
0: Real quick Real quick I want to What did this line Open up at? This line line... Seven OK.
1: Yep. So the line opened up. At six, thanks for the assist bro. I, I, I did need that because I had no idea at that point. But uh, <laughs> Ohio did. Um, you know, there were, you know, seven and a half point uh, underdogs here and a UVA team who's been on a pause for a while because of COVID. Um, yeah. So they did, they were not able to finish the ACC tournament. Um, they're expected to, um, I guess, Fly, you need seven days Of negative tests So after five days Of negative tests They're going to fly now I believe Today maybe The, the date is, And then two more Negative tests In their hotels um, Before they play So they, they're not able To practice And this is against The Ohio team With the NBA point guard So I think the, the plus seven and a half Is a really good play Right now for Ohio Or just the money line In general I was going to
0: Even throw a little Something on the money line
1: Absolutely So for those who don't know What the, the money line is It's just for a team To win the game outright, no points involved. So, um, with an underdog, you can make some good money betting on an uh, um, underdog money line.
2: Yep, and the money line value on Ohio right now at that line at seven and a half, it's at plus two eighty five. So that basically means hundred dollars when you plus, you know, 200, 285 dollars on a hundred dollar bet. Two hundred dollars, obviously, when you uh, whatever two eighty five times two is. So it all it all goes, uh, you know, with with a hundred dollar odds, and like P said, you get the plus seven and a half. That just gives you a margin of seven points to lose by. So seven, you know, if they lose by seven, you know, we get a push. We get our money back. But if they cover or lose by any t- any any number below seven or win outright, like you mentioned, uh, we'll, we'll cover that seven and a half. But like he said, uh, I just want to piggyback off what he said about Ohio. Ohio has been one of our favorite teams this year. Uh, Jason Preston is an is NBA guard ready to go. For sure. Uh, but he also gets other guys involved that necessarily probably, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're just, you know, role players in their own right. And this is a MAC conference, Middle Atlantic conference. That's what I meant by Midwest earlier. I wasn't mentioning the uh, bracket. I was more so saying our guys in the Midwest, Ohio. Oh, but, uh, okay. Yeah, but uh, we, we've we been big on Ohio this year just because we know that with college basketball, it's, and this is something that, you know, we reiterate a lot. Down the stretch in this time in tournament time, Teams need guys that can get buckets. It's great to have a Luka Garza. It's great to have a big man Travion Williams at Purdue. All right, these guys are, are, are great. They're the best players on their teams, often the best players on the floor. But when the games are close, you need a guy who can go to the bucket, get you an A-1, go to the bucket, get a strong, you know, you know, whatever it is. Or just pop back and shoot. Or uh, facilitate the ball. Create your
0: own ball. shot, cook up, get, your, get you a memory. Create
2: your own shot, yep. So, so Jason Preston, he is... I, I mean, I would say he's top five player in college basketball right now. I mean, he's just at Ohio, so no one watches him or knows about him. But this is an Ohio team that's nine and one in their last ten against the spread. We would know because we've been damn near piggybacking them the whole time. And this is just a team that we we can't we all. I mean, we're in love with this team at this point. Like we can't <laughs> we we can't see it any other way. And, and them catching seven against a UVA team, this is a UVA team that isn't the same as, as previous UVA teams. I mean, UVA is, UVA is known for defense, but they're also known for being able to pour, pour on the points when it when, when the competition is inferior. This UVA team, I mean, it, they, they're scoring 62, 58, you know, 49 points a game. I mean, it's ridiculous. They cannot create offense. They have a guard who's like 5'9". This guy will be, you know, he'll run around, run around, be underneath the bucket, and will still be looking for a pass. I mean, it's, he puts up probably like four shots a game. And, like, it, it's just like it's it's all over the place with their offense. So, UVA, while they're very sharp on defense, if they cannot create buckets in the time of the season, which it matters most, they will struggle against a small, inferior school like Ohio because Ohio has team uh, has players that can create their own shot. Jason Preston, uh, this guy Vanderploes, number zero, uh, first name slipping my mind. And then they also got a transfer big man. So this isn't, a, you know, this isn't your, you know, your daddy's Ohio, as P likes to say. This is an Ohio team that this year they're in prime position to to pull off some upsets. And like I said, against a team like UVA that cannot score or get efficient offense, they might struggle. So look for Ohio right here. We like them on the first game round of sixty-two. I'm playing them on the money line and on the spread, uh, but but we like them right now. Ohio to, to upset UVA in the first round.
0: I actually have one game that I wanted to talk about, and we don't have to handicap it per se. But I wanted to talk about
1: that's all Ron knows. <laughs> we,
0: I mean, we could get into it. I, let me just say we don't got a deep dive. Right. I want to talk about this. It's a five twelve matchup in the Midwest bracket. And this is Oregon State, the Pac-12 um, conference champions. Right? And we've been and big on
2: Oregon State and this y- year.
0: That, this is exactly why I wanted to talk about it, because we backed Oregon State quite a few times, especially, you know, maybe over the past month. I know we definitely backed them a couple of times. What do you And they were all in dog thing?
2: positions. They were all dogs. Like, at no point was Oregon State uh, the favorite in those games, right? And so they're up there with Ohio right now as the top uh, – uh, in the last ten games coming into the conference, Oregon State and Ohio—sorry to keep going back to Ohio—but Oregon State, they're up there in their past ten. They've covered eight of their past ten games. Covering basically meaning they uh, they covered the spread, uh, you know. So so we want money on them. So yeah, I just want I just wanted to let let everybody know, you know, Oregon State is a, is definitely a team to look out for here coming into this tournament. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, I just wanted to talk about it real quick, just because. Um, they got a couple of seniors, um, w- which we like and which you should look at, you know, even if you're just creating a bracket, you should start to look at teams that have upperclassmen. Like I know we probably won't see a one beat a sixteen, team, but UMBC, when they beat when they beat Virginia, they had a couple, they had some seniors on that on that team. Jarrus Laws was a senior, a guy that a guy that I know, guy Rome Rome knows as well. But um, Oregon State, they got a couple of seniors. What do you guys make of this matchup? I believe the spread, I looked this morning, it was at 8. Um, do you guys think Oregon State can cover that game and, and even win outright?
2: Yeah, so, I, I, you know, like I said, Oregon State, they've been hot here down the stretch. Um, But, you know, all that said, they're going to meet their match really soon. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason that they were so hot down the stretch you know, I don't want to take anything away from, them, but that Pac-12 is poor this year. Yeah, I mean,
0: it was bad. It wasn't good.
2: So besides, you know, USC, Colorado, and uh, Oregon, 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 right? Mm-hmm. USC, Colorado, and Oregon. Besides them, you know, who who's next? And so that was Oregon State this year. So so higher achievement, better than UCLA, better than Arizona State, better than the Arizona. All teams that we you know see as basketball schools. Mm-hmm. That is how Oregon State got to where they are now. But I think they're going to meet their match real soon because they're out of the Pac 12 now. And now they're going to, there's a reason they're catching eight. How about that? Put it like yeah. that. There's a reason they're catching eight. And let it be known that 12 and five seeds, they often match up. You know, that is the matchup in the first round of 64. The fifth seed plays the 12 seed. The 12 seed is 66% against the spread in, the, I want to say, the past five years in, in those 12, five matchups. So they're catching eight. Can they cover it? Who knows? But But the question for me is why is that number at eight? For a team that's as hot as they are coming into the tournament, covering eight out of their last ten, why are they catching eight points still? They've been catching points, being the underdog for for some time now, and it seems like they're just still getting. You know, Vegas is not respecting them on the line. I think. I think pretty soon it's gonna. The line is gonna make sense and it's gonna catch up. So, I I I will say full disclosure. I am off the Oregon State bandwagon. Uh, you know, it's it's sometimes it's best to hop off the train and. Before it goes crazy And if it keeps riding Then cool But I, I'm not You know I'm, I'm not looking for Oregon State To keep it going Even further than Than, than the round of 32
0: P You got anything else For me as far as Leans Or we can we just hop into Likes and best bets
1: Um Sure thing I mean uh, a Lean I think um, I definitely lean With the uh, Syracuse Orange uh, They're plus three Against San Diego State and then uh, when you just talk about another... I want to double... talk
0: about that bracket in a moment because the Midwest seems absolutely loaded. Like, I don't it know if it's going to come out of the Midwest. It
1: what is. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I think Syracuse, I mean, they got a good opportunity to win their first game against, uh, you know, San Diego State team who um, doesn't play, you know, all the great teams in the land by any means. So, um, and they get, they get reached reach the, the Sweet 16 or the Elite 8 just like Syracuse tends to do when they come out of the bubble. So um you know what i mean with bubble is like when they may not make the tournament they may make the tournament so um yeah i can see them reaching the sweet 16 but uh i'll lean with syracuse plus three right now against san diego state for sure
0: i like it i like it uh real quick let's talk let's talk about this midwest because i like i said i don't know who's coming out we got a lot of quality teams you got illinois you got Loyola chicago we got the acc champs and georgia tech Tennessee as we just talked about Oklahoma state you know K Cunningham uh you got Houston San Diego state West Virginia like i i don't know who's coming out of this i, I have no idea man uh, this is loaded bro it's it's loaded man but uh let's get let's get into best bets guys uh for you know this upcoming weekend man what you, what you guys got
1: uh yeah, for me right now, um, I'm, I'm I'm still on that Ohio train. We're gonna you know back that plus seven and a half. I think
0: we all are. I feel yep. like it's because yeah. this is with anti up. I think we all are. So guys, I hope you're listening uh, very very closely, man. We we talked about Ohio quite a lot, so I hope you guys.
1: yeah seems like a, I think that's definitely a triple like, and we're we're also playing a money line there. But um, and then so Ohio I think, wins this game, I'm buying a T-shirt. There Rome we go.
0: Home <laughs> has a thing with that too. What, sure no, regardless of the sport, he has yeah. a
1: thing, <laughs> and then I'm going to take Michigan State minus the two for the play in game, which is for tomorrow, sure. uh, March eight. Well, it's March 18th, I believe. This is going to come out this day, so uh, yeah, we'll have Michigan State minus the two against UCLA coming out of a soft pack 12 conference. So I'll take Michigan State, uh, you know, coming out that big. Big Ten, who, you know, they 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 prevailed late. They beat Michigan late. They they won some games um and they played much better defensively. So and then also though, if you're watching that game and the refs are calling that tight, Michigan State is a very physical team. So if they're calling that game tight, you might and you might want to go with UCLA because Michigan State is gonna keep playing physical. So I uh, do wanna point that out. But Michigan State minus two is the best bet. If you're watching live, that's something to look at though.
0: Yes, sir. Wrong.
2: Yeah, my best bet on the uh, round of 60-64 is going to be North Texas catching seven and a half against Purdue. Um, there's a North Texas team that shoots 37% from three. That's best for 32nd best in the nation. I mean, you know, when you're, when you're dropping damn near, you know, four of your, your 10 threes that you put up, you're creating a problem for any team. And so Purdue obviously is going to have better talent than, than North Texas. But, you know, we don't need him to win outright. We're going to get seven points, and I think we'll be able to cover that because Purdue, like I said, you know, kind of going back to, to who we like to play down the stretch in these tournament times, we like guys who can create on their own and get their own buckets. Purdue's best player is a big man in Trayvon Williams, kind of like a forward-center type guy. He wouldn't play forward. I mean, he would not play center at the next level. He's he's definitely a forward, but a uh, big man on campus type of thing. You know, he's the biggest guy on the college court. And so he he, he creates for himself. He does what he needs to do. But the guys around them, they, they aren't that you know impressive. It's a Purdue team that, is, that doesn't shoot as well as usual Purdue teams do. And, and so I look for a North Texas team that can shoot. If they can pull up in the neutral site and depth perception in the new arena and all those different things, that, that those factors that, that can play into shooting performance in a game, if they can get past those humps, I could see them keeping it close with Purdue. It's a Purdue team that kind of struggled down the stress. They may have won some games, close games. But there were a couple games that they were supposed to lose down the stretch. And it's like, what is what does that mean? You know, what is it supposed to lose? I mean, you know, just teams basically turn the ball over, you know, just getting into foul trouble, sending Trayvon Williams to the line. If North Texas can outperform these guys shooting, I think they have a good chance of, of covering the the line on Purdue. I don't see them outright winning. Uh, I do see that a hard task for North Texas just because they're not as strong on the rebound, on the rebounds as, as Purdue is. But uh, I look for North Texas. That's my best bet right now. As far as uh, that first round of 64 best bet, North Texas plus seven and a half.
0: Absolutely. Gentlemen, great stuff uh, for the audience. I want to let you guys know that you can get all of these exclusive picks free. And where else, guys? And our any of exclusive group chat uh the WhatsApp chat? Um, P I know P has it in his bio. I definitely posted the link a couple of times. I will definitely continue to drop it. But I mean, we're sharp, man. We're pros. Um, obviously, nothing is a guarantee. But um, you know we do our research, we do our homework, um, you know, and, and when we we're wrong, we find out exactly why we were wrong, you know. But I mean, obviously, you know, there's bad beats and stuff like that. So you know, always encourage people to bet responsibly, man. Don't don't bet what you what you can't afford to bet. Right. Know, that makes sense. But guys, thank you so much for your time. Uh, real quick, before you guys leave, you know, plug your social media. I know I know I know both of you guys give out free game and of course P I want you to you know promo Annie Up consult real quick man so let's hear it
1: uh sure so if you want to reach uh um Annie of consulting on Instagram so that's uh at Annie Up consulting on Twitter we're at Annie of consult um personally uh, me on Twitter I am at underscore heavy P um, so you can reach me there. Uh, just pretty much, you know, I'm always free for, uh, um, you know, just a, a talk call. Just get you through like the basics, um, you know, consulting calls. So, you know, I'm always available pretty much. I always make time. Um, I know Rome gives out a lot of free game on his his uh, Twitter account. So you should also follow him. And uh, like I said, our AnyUp exclusive chat um, link is in my bio. Um, and, you know, AnyUpConsulting.com as well. So.
2: Yes, sir. Yep. and if you want to follow me, I'm, I'm probably on one of these guys' pages on a retweet or a like. Very recent. I only talk sports handicapping on on the social medias. You don't see anything else from me. So, if you want to find me, I think it's Romy Rome, maybe an underscore, maybe not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just I'm not as active as I should be, but when I am, I'm only talking sports on there. So, uh, I would say these guys are great references and guys to follow on the social media. Uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. I, I appreciate you for having us on too. Yeah, thanks, okay. Mike. Appreciate
0: it, 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 man. Rome, you know, it's long overdue, man. P, I'm definitely glad, you know. Rome linked us up, man. Like Rome said, it's just a chain, man. It's just a chain, and you know, it's it's been nothing but you know, organic and divine energy, man. So I I love it, bro. I love it,
1: man. Absolutely, we locked in, man.
0: And yeah, make sure you guys um subscribe to What's the Line podcast. Obviously, you know, we're talking lines. Uh, it's it's super super fun and during the NFL season though, man. It's it's super super fun. But uh, how, how about April? How about it, baseball. Oh, baseball! <laughs> baseball is around the corner. Literally, that's around our sharpest the
2: season, man. We we are very you know we love baseball. That's actually when me and Mike got introduced to sports handicapping, baseball uh-huh. season. So here we go, year three, I guess. Year three for us, baseball season. Yeah,
0: it's crazy, it's crazy, man. Hey, um, we have a bracket, um, P, we have a bracket
1: that we're doing. Oh, yeah, sure thing. So, I'm gonna start like really promoting it tonight because I didn't want it to get too crazy, but yeah, we got a bracket challenge we're doing. So, you'll see me uh, tweet it out at underscore heavy P or at Annie up in salt. We're gonna tweet it out, $250 prize for the winner. Um. So whoever has top place, uh, wins. Three fifty. Make it three fifty. I got. Make so it three fifty. There's, there's our own. So I, 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 might,
0: I might gotta uh, throw some, throw some cheddar on there, man. Make it four hundred, man. <laughs> all right. <laughs> look at that. Look at that, so, it, man.
1: Um. Yeah. So we're <laughs> we gonna do that.
0: Send it through, man. I'm, 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 I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped for the people, man. We, we. Sure. Yeah. Short thing.
1: Um. And then, um, we also may we got some gear coming as well. So we're gonna send that out for maybe second or third place. Uh. And yeah, we're
2: just, we're just all in. So. Yeah, so so just explain to them right quick what the bracket is and how the winner can get paid. Just let them know, you know. No, just sure full thing. disclosure. None of us are playing yeah. the bracket, so it's all you guys. You guys can all right. Jump in. Yeah, yeah. I cannot win the, the money, but um, yeah.
1: So what you're gonna do is you're gonna you know just join the link that we, we post on Twitter. From there, you'll be able to create your own bracket. Um, we will give the money to the the person who wins. that's the very top of the bracket, the winner, which comes April fifth. The championship game so you'll be paid that night of april 5th via cash app uh venmo however you like to be paid um and yeah we'll, we'll go from there so we, just one winner and second and third place we'll get you some free shirts some free gear maybe a hoodie
0: and yeah tune in yes sir yes sir all right man uh, to my audience um I definitely want to thank these gentlemen for coming on. That was fun. Definitely good stuff. Definitely a little change of pace because I'm normally just talking about the hottest topics and the hottest takes. But I mean, obviously, March Madness is very hot right now and it's getting ready to jump off. But you now we were talking, you know, a different side of sports, which is which is gambling and, you know, different angles and how you guys can bet and, and make money at the same time. Um, but until next time, guys, uh, I'm your host, Mike Curry. I am signing out. Episode number one sixty. It's done. Peace.